Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. All right, so for full disclosure, things are a little tense right now. Wait, they are? Well, you have therapy and you can't miss therapy. We'll have therapy in an hour. No, I know. It's just we're on the, you know, you missed last week and you can't miss two weeks in a row. Yeah, because I'm, she, you know, makes me pay when I miss it. It, I have no, I have no problem just not showing up for things or. You really don't. It's crazy. I have no problem just saying, because they're getting paid either way. So what do they care? You think Barbara is going to like be sad to not hear your problems? She gets annoyed. She feels like it's like, she makes me feel like it's disrespectful or something. But she has this weird power over you. Like I don't. For her, she's like, great, an extra hour to myself where I can, you know. Here's the thing is that no one has the power over you that they're supposed to, which is like the power of sort of expecting you to show up when you say you will. Like commitments don't mean anything to you. No, but I just don't think Barbara is going to like lose sleep over if she talks to you or not. Well, I notice an energy from her when I miss. <laughs> she's she's very curt. You think she like misses you or something? No, she she's has just like curt. Th- she's got tons of patience. You don't even know who she is. It's true. I don't. You have no clue if she has lots of patients. Maybe I'm her only one. Well, maybe I'm her favorite one. That would be odd if she was a therapist with one patient. Well, anyways, the point is we're Sarah under the gun. Sarah has no problem canceling on people, not showing up for people. <laughs> uh, I recently was in the Hamptons over the weekend and I met a very popular facialist and she said, oh yeah, your sister canceled on me three times. Uh, See, and I have a different she, version. She was clearly offended by it. And I said, oh yeah, don't take offense. That's just who she is as a person. <laughs> and she goes, so I shouldn't take it personally. And I was like, no, that's what she does to all of us. You're speaking super close to the microphone. You just might not be happy when this plays back. It's very close to your mouth. There's only one of us that doesn't <laughs> like their voice when they listen back and it's you. When you do that fake voice, you're like, I am not <laughs> understanding. Like today in the fitting, when you got all riled up over dumb shit, you're just like, that was not the intention. You have this weird voice you do when you're like. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, what kind of messages have you been getting? Because people feel like you are really mean to me. No, I'm not getting those messages. Say you swear on Simon's life, you have not gotten one message I saying you're Simon's mean life. to Sarah. I swear. Seriously. Because well, you don't look at your, you really don't look at your DMs anymore. You used to be up all in those DMs and now you never look. Girl, I do look at them and they ain't saying that. Well, I've screenshot tons of... <laughs> yeah, it's like all your weird fake accounts. You're sending messages to yourself like, you know what? I am team Sarah. Aaron is mean to her. Hold on. Can I actually... We should talk about this. I have never... This is news to me that people have like stalker finstas or something. I have never in my life had a fake account. If I... If I have like... I an, haven't either. If I have like... An, there's like some ex-girlfriend of some... I'm just looking at on as Sarah Foster. I there don't, are so many times where I think to myself, I've got to create a fake account. Right, and then I never do it. No, I've it just never. Feels, it feels t- traceable somehow. Listen, I follow some embarrassing people, but I just lean in. Well, All, you also probably look at people that you don't follow. Oh, I, I, I totally look at people I don't follow, but just as, as me. Like, I'll just click on a story. Well, yeah. I'll click on a story. And I'm like, you know what? If they see I'm looking, it's fine. Mm, I got you're nothing. so Lizzie Fair about I have things. nothing. No, but if this was wild to me that people are shocked because ev- everyone apparently has a fake account. There was this girl that Simon was hooking up with right before when he met me, actually, when he met me. And remember, so remember, that's a real overlap. Yeah, that's a real overlap. But like, I married him, so I know, wonder if like that I was won. an overlap in like the same day. Potentially. Whoa. But I, I, it's okay. I can handle it. But you know, remember you and I were at a party recently uh, with Dasha. And I was like, I swear, I see, I swear that girl, we were all talking about a girl in like a really short dress. And it wasn't her though. 
Well, the point is, is that I was like, I swear that's this girl that Sam was hooking up with. And so we were like, you said, look up her Instagram and show me. And we looked and she had a story up and I looked at the story to see if she was posting from that party because it was going to be funny that we were like standing next to each other. And then I think it was you. You're like, now she's going to see that you watch that story. Yeah, but you didn't care. I don't think I cared. I mean, I care in the sense that it would like, may become across different than what the situation was. Like I can't, like it would seem like I care. Right. But sometimes but okay. it's just more worth it. Like you got to see that story. Sometimes it's just like, I just thought it was going to be so funny that we were like standing next to each other. But also how does it work with like how I feel like if I look at who's looking at my story and then th- 30 seconds later, I look at it and it's all new people. Like you got to really catch it at the right time. I mean, oh, you just have so many views. No, I'm just saying, I don't know what, what, what the rule is on how long things stay up. Cause I've caught some real doozies looking at my stories where I'm like, Whoa, I don't look at that enough. Cause there's just, it's, it's, it's hard to find a diamond in the rough. You know, that's my point is it's hard to catch those. Yeah. It's hard to catch those stalkers. Yeah. It is hard to catch them, it's, which is, which is good for us since we, yeah. When we are the stalker, when we are the stalker. Exactly. Um, um, all right. Well, is there anything you want to start off this episode? Anything you want to get off my chest? Get off your chest. You've been traveling. You were in the Hamptons, which is very fancy of you. Thank you. Uh, not, you don't really come across as like a Hamptons type of gal. Thank you. Uh, I actually said recently to one of our friends, we're like, oh. where's Erin? I was like, she's in the Hamptons. And they were like, what? I know. Cause it's a little bit pretentious for my personality. Yeah. You're more of a, like, um, like a Maine. Mm-hmm. Like I'd see Martha's you, Vineyard. Like, no. Blackberry Farm. Maine. Why only Maine? <laughs> you've never even been to Maine. I guarantee you've never been to Maine. Because Maine's not my vibe. <laughs> I'm a Hamptons vibe. I belong in the Hamptons. Oh, so you're feeling threatened that I, I was in your aesthetic. I feel quite comfortable when... It doesn't sound like you feel comfortable. You're like, you do not belong in the Hamptons. Well, I'm just saying a few of our mutual friends, who I won't name names, one of them very famous. <laughs> was, I think you should name names then. Was like, really? The Hamptons? That's... Not I wouldn't. Time. I wouldn't take Aaron for being in the Hamptons on Fourth of July. I take weekend. that as a huge compliment. Who's the celebrity? Will not say. I'll start naming celebrities. Demi, Don't, no, Demi Moore, Jennifer Aniston, Stop Gwyneth it. Paltrow. Stop. That's so embarrassing. Allison, cut that. That's so embarrassing. Allison, keep that. <laughs> Allison, keep it. Who else do you? Who else are your hobnobby little celeb friends talking uh, about me? By the way, love that I'm being talked about. Where did this go down? Yeah, on my Fourth of July, actually. Oh, honestly, never even asked what you did for 4th of July. Well, and you'll never, it was fun. Where were you? I had a great time. Ma- a male celebrity or female? Um, Female. Female. Yeah. Kim Kardashian. Nope. She doesn't ask about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. I don't actually cool. know cool. if she's ever once been like, how's Aaron? Genuinely. I bet she has. She, okay. So who's the celeb? Where I, were you? I, I will not say. Were so. you at Sarah Meyer's house? I was. Mm, interesting. But then I went somewhere else. <gasps> Where'd you go? I will not say. You know, maybe you should have checked in on me. Just to be clear, these stories aren't fun when you have half information. I know. Well, maybe you should have checked in. Maybe you should have texted once. Lori Laughlin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen you say hi to her before at workout classes. We were pre co- being canceled, obviously. We were co-stars. Oh God, here we go. Well, not oh God. You know what? You should do your own nine hundred two and podcast, <laughs> but you can't talk about it online. A co-star is a co-star, babe. <laughs> oh, she called me babe. Remember when you told me that you were gonna like murder my soul if I called you babe? Because it's so patronizing. Well, it's so patronizing. Anyways, we'll move on. You'll get over it. No, but I want to know who. But I honestly think it's a compliment. Yeah. But who said it? I will not say on the podcast. So maybe I'll mouth it to me right now. <laughs> Guys, this is a really famous person. 
Anyway, oh, she looks so at you differently sad. now. You're never gonna she know. thought, oh, I've, she just looks. She at you looks different. down on me now. She was like, oh, okay, yeah, mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Saw her more as a main person. <laughs> Saw her, yeah. Thought she'd be backpacking and you know backpacking in Yellowstone. Maine? Oh, and not the club well, Yellowstone. I like. Is there a club Yellowstone? Yeah. Oh, you mean like the homes? There's the Yellowstone resort. National Park. Yeah. And then there's, you know, that fancy yellow. Oh, I thought you meant a club like Tao. No. Okay. Did you club while you were away? There, Did not club. There, there was a club party, but you didn't go to it. There was a club it. party. Simon was invited. I was not invited. I'm sure Simon wanted to go to that because that feels very basketball. Uh, Yeah, it was very basketball. But you know what? He wanted to hang with me, have a little cozy night with his wife. Mm-hmm. No, you're not buying it. Um, well, I'm not buying it because you were, it wasn't a cozy it, was it wasn't a cozy night and you were at a dinner party. No, a cozy dinner party at someone's house. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stop hating on my Hamptons All right. Life. So the point is you had a great four days. I did have a great four days. I felt very relaxed, very calm. I thought it was weird. It was you nice being without you for a couple of days. I thought it was weird, and we actually had words about this, that you didn't check in once considering you were staying at my friend's house, who you're also friends with. But, sure. you know. And you didn't check in. Like, I found that to be a little odd. Sarah definitely, when I when I reconnected with her after my- After five days. Long weekend. Of Thursday to Monday. When I spoke to her on Tuesday morning, she was like, so how was your weekend? I mean, it's a little funny. I didn't, you did, it's just so weird to me. It's so interesting. You just didn't check in once. You just like didn't, you just didn't want to call or it's just like so interesting. You would stay at my friend's house and not check in with me. That's just so weird. And I was like, well, that's not true, actually. The couple that I was staying with, we sent her, we sent Sarah photos of us together on a text. And Sarah, like, didn't even respond to them. I did respond. You took a long time to respond. Sorry, I have a life. I mean, I Okay, was... so what, what do you want? You want to talk to me or you want to have your own life? No, I don't want to talk to you, but I want you to check in. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're leaving the Hamptons and Simon texts our group chat, me, Sarah, and Simon, called Fatigue Sisters, and says, hey, Sarah... I think we're going to have people over for the basketball game tomorrow night. Game one. Do you want to come over? Crickets. She does not respond. But then the next morning when I talk to her, she's like, that's really rude. You didn't call me. So I just don't know what you want. I don't know. Just it always changes. You just want to be wanted. It always. You want to be wanted. Oh. Well, not like that. Ew. No, of course. You want to be thought of. Yes. I think it's just nice to be taken into it account constantly. I think I was enjoying some little spare, some Sarah space. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we'll do it in your on your own turf. I did. <laughs> in the Hamptons. Do it at Molly's. Oh, I, I can't do it at someone who you're friends with's house. No, do it at your friend's house. Well, I'm sorry to break this to you, but she's kind of my friend too now. No, I know. That's great. Mm, you see, I'm surprised. All right, should we take it to questions? Okay, so we wrapped up your 4th of July. The Hamptons were fab. I would ask you about yours, but yours is laden with secretive Mine was. Can I be honest with you? I am home alone with Josie. We are a team now, her and I. We just do everything together. And we like literally rode for four days straight. Any free time that I have. She means I, horseback riding. Horseback riding. We go we go riding. Like that's what we do. It's our thing together. Um, getting ready to leave town for a while for like four weeks. Oh, and we all I can think about is where can I ride? Horses. Mm-hmm. So that, that's really for horses. Now. Yeah, it's nice that Josie and I have found it this nice. thing together. Because Valentina, like, wants nothing to do with me mm-hmm. at all. There's nothing we can bond on. You know, she's not really into sports. She's 
into her friends. She's, like, really into makeup and clothes, which I'm not into. Mm-hmm. She's, like, more into— It's so interesting because she's more into her appearance than I am into mine. Like, she will take time getting ready. Mm-hmm. She'll do her hair. She just got an awful haircut. I'm devastated about it. She went In to Germany? Like, she went to, like, the supercuts of Germany. I don't even know. It's crazy. She has— 97 layers. Her new haircut looks like that that Rachel friend's haircut is like a blunt cut. Uh, the Rachel for for your information was very layered and not at all blunt. So that's so what I'm saying. I'm saying so her that. no no, but that's what I'm saying is that Valentina's cut makes that cut look blunt. I wonder if maybe her obsession with her appearance is that you are constantly insulting her appearance, like talking about how weird her hair is. No, I didn't is. say to her face. When I saw her, I was like, oh, honey, I love it. You look beautiful. But I was dying inside because it's it's maybe the worst haircut I've ever seen. Mm. I saw a picture of her on on Tommy's Instagram. Didn't didn't no, look No, it's me. really bad. It's I've never seen more layers in my life. Okay. So I am getting to the root of some of her obsession, <laughs> though, on her looks because you seem very consumed with it. Well, listen, there's like a fine line. You want to care? The ten year old with a bad haircut, like who cares? I'm just venting to you. I didn't. Say well, you're this. also venting to all the people that are listening, right? But I'm not. I'm sure anyone listening can can relate to if their kid has ever just demanded a really bad haircut. Mm-hmm. Well, what? Why are you looking at me like that? No, I, I just think it's not a big deal. No, no, it's not. I don't know how we got on this subject. Oh, that that I'm just really bonding with Josie. Yeah, that's very cute. In this lane. And I'd love to find the thing that Valentina and I bond on. But she's just into, you know, makeup and... Maybe it'll be terrorizing people. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you're both sort of good at that. Maybe. No, she's a very punctual. She's a very, um, like, uh, she's a she's a very big participator in friendships. Like, she's available. She checks in. She's always available. She's an active friend. She's an active friend. I like that. Which we, I like the conversation of active friends. Because it's, I've been thinking a lot about really wanting to become more of an active friend. Because I'm going to end up with no friends. If I don't. I agree. If I don't become a little bit more of an active friend, I will end up with nothing. Yeah, but you have that narcissistic personality where people are always mad at you and annoyed <laughs> with you, but they also, for some reason, want to be around you and want your approval because you're so like difficult and like aloof and like unavailable and inconsistent and late and don't make an effort, that there's something addicting about getting your attention. But I'll say this. Maybe anyone that would say that about me would also say in that same sentence, if I was in the shitter... Not the shitter. If mm. I if I was like arrested, if I was up shit alley, you know, like in a bad way. Shit's Creek, I Shit's Creek. You, I would call you about because I'm really good in a crisis. So I'm that's really called, good. That's called an uh, an ambulance friend, <laughs> and that is not a good thing. That means that you are only interested in being there for people when they are like down and out right. and need you. Get arrested, you got a DUI, call me. I mean, because that stuff is exciting, right? Like you, someone broke in, I'll show up. I'm there. I'm there with my taser. But that's like that's fun drama. I mean, that is just so you know, not a positive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be there for someone just on a regular Tuesday. Wow. I yeah. was thinking this was a very good quality. I don't believe it is. <laughs> nope. I think we could probably look up ambulance friend. I don't know if it's a real term. Simon used it and like now I use That's it. That's really funny. Well, Not about some of you. your friends have complaints about you too. Absolutely. I've talked about that before. Yeah. I've been branded in my friend group, similar to you, but in a different way. As It's all about you. No, that is not what they say. Um, no, I think that my friends definitely say that I I don't call them back or I don't like put out the effort. That, oh, you okay. Know. So everything you just like 
like pointed your finger. You know what they say? Point two fingers at that one finger at someone else. Two goes back at you. It's not two actually. You have have five fingers on your hand. So when you point a finger, you actually have three pointing back at you. So that's, those are you. And then the other, the thumb is the fifth finger. So those are you. So that's interesting. The things that you just made me feel bad about, you're literally saying the exact no, same thing No, but it's about different. Yourself. It's just that I don't see phone calls. I'm a modern woman. You know, I text. So <laughs> when someone leaves me a voicemail, I ignore it. Uh, who leaves voicemails in 2021? I have friends who are like, I left you a voicemail. I'm like, well, I wouldn't know that because I don't, I don't look at my voicemail. All right. Anyway. This is, this is not okay. moving in the direction that listeners want it to move into. You don't know that. You don't know that. Okay, so Bev is a female first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. I, I mean, we love Bev. We talk about it all the time. It's an industry, you know, the alcohol industry that is almost exclusively masculine. Bev is just breaking norms and creating something from the female perspective that is it's approachable, it's fun, and it's consumer-centric. It's just, it's all about inclusion and giving a voice to those who have basically been, you know, historically silenced. They have four flavors, the rosé or four, you know, uh, varietals. Rosé, Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Gris, uh, and Pinot Noir. And I'm person. I'm a Sauvignon girl. That's just what I love. I love all of them, but that's the one I gravitate to the most. I personally love the Sauvignon Blanc. It's in the blue can. It's just my favorite flavor, but I also really love the rosé. Um, those are my two faves. It's all dry, crisp, and a little bit fizzy, and it's really refreshing. And most importantly, there is zero sugar and three carbs and only 100 calories. So you can drink it guilt-free. The cans are also very cute. So um, if you have them out, it's very uh, people-pleasing. And uh, it's perfect for when you don't want to open up that huge bottle of wine for yourself. A 24-pack is equal to eight bottles of wine. So perfect amount to have alone at night, I think. Uh, Their four-packs are also great for gifting or hosting. Um, I always host, Simon and I love to host and we always put Bev out and it is always a favorite of everybody. Um, and also they ship to you so you can just order it online. So we have worked out an exclusive deal for our listeners. You can receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling ladies night variety pack so you can check out all of their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash foster or just use the code foster at checkout to claim the deal. That is D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash foster. We are talking about Somersault. I I just, I love this company. I can't say enough about this company. I just went online and placed a huge order for my trip. And I realized that they really have everything. Somersault, they have everything. They have your pajamas. They have your activewear. They have your swimwear. They have your cover-ups. They have your like oversized man shirts and they have your skirts and they have everything. Um, I've known Lori and Reshma for a little over two years now. You know, it was apparent from the very beginning that they were creating something different and exceptionally scalable, hence why I invested in the company. Um, It's a brand that has embraced being sexy on your own terms, without apologies, 
really with a foundation built on diversity and sustainability. Their data-backed designs are based on 1.5 million body measurements taken from 10,000 women. So you can imagine that they have really taken in every woman's body into accountability here. The suits are made from recycled materials like fishing nets. So they're basically five times stronger and have four times the compression of your average suit. Plus there's like a, you know, I think of 50 sun protection. It's like designer quality without the designer price tag. And it's just, it's my favorite. Very, very cute designs. And you also know that you are um, supporting a very, um, ethical brand that is doing things right to bring positive change in the world. Uh, they also have over 250 uh, styles and color combinations. They go from zero, size zero, to size 24. So they're very inclusive. Um, and they have new products that are introduced literally every single week. I wore a bunch of their stuff when I was in Hawaii and I was posting my outfits of the day um, without using that embarrassing hashtag. And all anybody wanted to know was like, what is that cover up? And what are those pants? And what's that cute bathing suit? And it was all somersault. So head to somersault.com. That is S-U-M-M-E-R-S-A-L-T. You will not regret it. Okay, should we go into some questions? Hold on. And now let's just create some rules here. You don't need to start at the first question and go to the last question. These are not in order of importance. These are just, grab one that's interesting to you. Those are your rules? Yeah, those are my rules. Those are your, that's... It's just that you're like a weird, you like weirdly have this intensity about the mm-hmm. questions. You'll have to like stay on track. Okay. So would you like to pick your first question? Sure. Okay. I'll pick my first question. Okay. Um, mm. <laughs> How do you deal with the fights with your other sisters? Do you team up? Do you argue the most? That That is a good question. That is a great question. That is a great question. Yeah, I don't know how it works in oh, other sorry. families. It was, this wasn't your question. This was, I was reading it. <laughs> okay, you'll yes. answer so it. So I'm answering. You answer and then I'll answer. Yeah. Okay. So uh, me and Jordan don't fight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, which is before, Which is not normal, but keep going. Right. Sarah always tries to pin it as a weird thing that we don't fight just to like cover up the fact that we both fight with her. Um, I've said this before. Sarah has, uh, you know, a tense relationship with essentially everyone in the family and I don't. Mm -hmm. But I also think, I do think that relationships where like there is no fighting, that just feels like a safe relationship. That doesn't feel like you're really like a real, I'm not saying you and Jordan don't have a real relationship because of course you do your sisters, you love each other, you do anything for each other, your sisters. But I do think relationships where there's just no tension and no fighting and no disagreeing and no arguments. That just feels like a fake relationship. Hmm. Okay. Well, I wish we had our bullshit bells because I Not was dingling a lingling. Well, fakes, because you can't call sisters fake. But it just feels like you guys don't really then there's not many layers to the to the relationship. Okay. That is your assessment. Yeah. Um, I would say that's not true. Okay. I would say that Jordan and I have a very deep relationship that like runs the gamut from asking each other for advice or venting about things or talking about like difficult, painful things or happy things and laughing. We just don't have like antagonistic qualities with each other. We just don't have tension with each other. Yeah. I don't really have anybody that I'm close to that I don't, I don't want to say fight, but that I don't like get into it with. And like friends that I have where we've never fought, I'm like, that's so weird. 
So you do you like fighting? No, with people? oh I hate my god, no, I do not like fighting with people. But you are of sort course. of painting it like a negative thing to not fight with someone, which I think is no. Wrong. I'm not saying it, fighting is maybe not the right word. I, of course, fighting is avoiding fighting is great, but I'm just saying that I don't know how multi layered and faceted a true true relationship can be, where it's just always like smiles. But I don't think that means it's always smiles. It's not like all smiles or fighting. You can have a friendship where you can say to someone like, uh, sorry, uh, you just showed up Do you call Jordan on her shit? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think because like there aren't a lot of things that come up with me and Jordan where I'm like annoyed with her about something. But when it comes up, I think I call her out on it. Like for instance, if there's a meeting. She's got one lined up. No, but like if there's a meeting and let's say I'm, I've like held up the meeting. You would be like, Sarah, this is so unprofessional. You cannot hold up a meeting. Now, if Jordan is late, which she is late, I don't believe you would ever say to her, Jordan, you got to take a look at yourself because this is a business and you cannot be late. Mm -hmm. I disagree. Okay. Because I find that Jordan just is more professional. Jordan, like Jordan's late all the time. Jordan, to me, in my viewpoint, is more professional. She is more cohesive with her like viewpoints in a meeting where she's very careful to say, you know, she doesn't jump all over okay, the place. We're not talking about that. We're talking about she's just punctuality. Respect- Sarah Jordan's respectful of other people's time and space. But and she's I late find all the time. That, I find that you're not respectful of people's time. So to me, when you show up late, you're just like, well, fuck it. I'm on my own journey. And like whoever else is here. No, I don't that's care. not true. But in general, you just kind of Look, overall, if I'm late, it's very simple. It would be a conversation. Jordan being late, I doubt you've ever once said to her, you can't be late all the time. Well, first of all, Jordan's not late all the time. She's late a lot. We're all late a lot. More than we are. Mm, Okay. I rest my case. These, there are just certain things that you call me out on. And then if Jordan does the exact same thing, you do not. And you have your reasons, but you do not. Because for me, I think that your lateness is across the board, just a personality trait where we've dealt with this since the very first day of shooting Barely Famous. We went to a huge fight because you were just completely comfortable taking your time and being late. And it bothered me because I felt like it was disrespectful to the whole crew that we were running so late and you just didn't care. Jordan, I think really truly cares about like respecting other people's time. I just don't think you do all the time. So when you're late, it feels more like, like disrespectful. Because mm. you're just like right. You so you care. interpret me being late as disrespectful, but her being late as respectful. Because I watch Jordan be like, I have to rush because I have to be this place on time, or I have to get on the Zoom on time. And for you, like I've seen you, you're you start therapy at four o'clock, and I've seen you at four o seven, like declining your therapist's phone call <laughs> and being like, Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, what's the next? Okay, that we okay, have to do? okay. You okay. just don't really care about people's time. Okay, fine, that's fine. You have your, you have your like like reasoning for all these, but overall you are far harder on me than you are on Jordan. And that's just the dynamic of the relationships that will never change. I could do, Jordan could do the exact same thing as I do. And the stakes are just different no matter what, however you want to rationalize it. It's just a different relationship for Jordan. You are far more like protective of her. You feel like you have to take care of her. You feel like, oh God, like don't say the wrong thing around her. We can't upset her. But for me, because I'm not a, um, what do you always call me? I'm not a, like, uh, what's the thing? You, I, I'm not a oh, sympathetic God. character. Sympathetic character. You're not. So, so, you know, that's just the dynamic of the three of us. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it'll never change. It is what it is. And I've accepted it. Have you? Okay. I have. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, tips for moving in with a boyfriend. I've never done that. So you haven't? Have I? I don't know. I mean, by the time Tommy and I moved in together, we were like married. Right. So okay, well, have you, you ever moved in with a boyfriend? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Chad Michael Murray in the Valley. Yeah. Moved in together. What were tips? Just find someone who can pay all the bills. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that part was great. Because you didn't have a pod to pay. I don't even think you had like a I had dollar. A do- I had a job. I had like a regular job. You worked at the shoe store? No, that was in high school. You don't know me. It's just so sad. You don't know anything Hold about on. me. Hold on. Where did you work when you got with Chad? I worked at that music company, Tonos. Uh-huh. Okay. Where you met Charles. And then I also, no, I met Charles working at Warner Brothers Records. Okay. That was like towards the end of Chad's yeah. dumping me. Was Tonos? That was that company that, um, Okay, Whatever. got it. Right, right. You had like a little cubicle. It was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't cute, but yeah, I had a cubicle. And yes, did you find any acts in that job? Acts? Like, did you sign anybody? No, I wasn't in AR. <laughs> in, in, in AR? What no, were you? In A&R. <laughs> what were you? A producer? No, I was an assistant. Oh. I was an intern. I don't remember the sent packages. So that's what you were doing when you met Chad? Or no, mid- I don't know. This is boring. I, 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 I'm actually fascinated by it because I didn't know any of this. Uh... Okay, when I met him, honestly. And people want to know this. You're working at Tonus. You live on Cavallari. You live with mom. You meet Uh, Chad. I lived in Malibu. Yes, I lived with mom. And he says, I was 19. Move in with me. Uh, no. You said, no, I'm moving in with you. No, the first like year of our relationship, we lived in his like shithole Burbank apartment. Well, we didn't live there together, but I was there all the time. And then the trek back and forth to Malibu and Burbank was pretty far. And then we got a place together. Did he invite you where you were just like, I'm moving in. He was obsessed with me. Are you crazy? No, no, I understand. But the question is tips on moving in with a boyfriend. That's the only boyfriend you've ever moved in with. Okay. I mean, I don't know the tips. Like, don't do it if you're 21 and he's like, you know, a actor. Yeah. I find that a lot of the women I know are like, and I don't know if this is how, again, I shouldn't be giving advice on this and I'm not. Oh, wait, so can I just say this one thing? Yeah. I did, we did, we did share a, like a had a home voicemail, like, you know, the kind where you were doing a recording together. to have that. Hey, you like, you've reached Chad and Aaron. Yeah, I was like, hey, it's Aaron and Chad and you've reached our voicemail. And then we would listen to the voicemail. And then one of the times that I like found out he was cheating on me was literally because, well, I don't want to like blow up people's spots, but. Just don't say names. Basically an actress in a big movie left a voicemail on our home voicemail being like on the hey it's Aaron hey, and Chad, Chad it's beep this person um I'm really confused because you're taking beep person to the premiere of beep who's not your girlfriend and you're on a voicemail with your girlfriend so you clearly are still together I'm just like home listening to this voicemail like he was like planning on cheating on me taking another girl to a premiere of a movie and I thought I was going to that premiere I was like getting dressed and ready for it feels like he was looking for a way out because a premiere is not, you can't hide someone at a premiere. No, he was definitely going to be out there with his cheating. He was going to be on the red carpet with, <laughs> he was going public with his cheating <laughs> while you're on the voicemail of the home. Yeah, living together. It was a dark time. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. You should have been there for it. it was, there was a lot of drama. Wow. Anyway, I have recovered. I've moved on. Um, I think that don't move in with a boyfriend too young is what I would take from that. For sure. Um, and I would also say don't move in with a boyfriend until you know that, that financially, if shit goes wrong, you'll be able to get another place. Yeah. Also don't move in with someone you can't picture yourself marrying. Well, sometimes you got to move in to figure out if you want to marry them. No, I don't know. Because living together is a whole other ball. Oh, Oh, I do have an, I do have advice because Simon and I dealt with this a little bit. Simon, we stayed at Simon's place majority of the time when we were, when we were dating and I didn't like the, I liked being in his place. 
instead of being in mine because I like being on his turf because like he's the guy. So I liked him like having like his stuff that made him comfortable. But the truth is you need something neutral. I don't really love the idea of one person moving into the other's person's space. Uh, I think it's much better to start off in a neutral space where you start together in a new place instead of it being like, this is mine. But that's not, that's just not always, that's not that's always. advice. No, it is advice, but that's just not always realistic because a lot of the times people have like rent control, play, you know, it's not easy to just give, give up two places and then find that one. Ideally, yes, you find a fresh space where there's been no other like, you know, relationships. Cause I would, that is, that would feel weird moving into a space where, you know, another woman has, you know, I don't think it's as much about that as it is shampoo. just not having, you know, it be on one person's turf instead of the others. Okay, let's move on. But uh, it is interesting, though, how relationships can take such different shapes once you're living together. Like, shit gets real. It's a very different situation when you are, like, with someone, you're like, okay, bye, and you go to your place. Mm-hmm. That is a big, big step. I would say don't be so casual about moving in together. It's a very, very, very big step, and don't downplay it and make sure you have a backup plan. Each and every. It's basically the first natural deodorant that I've tried that actually works. Like it really does. I'm horseback riding now, you know, in the crazy heat and I don't even have to reapply it. I put it on in the morning and I don't smell. So that's, let's be honest. Like the goal is I don't want to smell and I don't want to put aluminum in my armpits. The products are vegan. They are cruelty-free. You know, the the packaging, the sugarcane packaging is sustainably made. It is made with just six simple, safe ingredients. Uh, There is no aluminum, no parabens, no other hidden chemicals. Um, Their scents come from essential oils and extracts. No synthetic fragrances. They smell amazing. And it's also sensitive, skin-friendly. Trust us. Each and every is an everyday essential. You have got to try this. I promise you, promise you, promise you, you will love this. And we have a special deal for just our listeners, 30% off your first purchase. So you need to visit com slash foster and use the promo code foster. Don't wait at all. Do it now. Get your 30% off right now. Promo code is foster at com slash foster. Trust us. You will not regret it. So I love Third Love so much. I just love it. I literally, they, I was speaking at a conference somewhere a couple years ago and Third Love had a little stand and I just walked over and they fully measured me. They put me in the perfect bra, the perfect underwear. I've never been measured. I never, I think I was always wearing a bra that was too small for me. Um, Third Love creates high quality underwear, sleep and loungewear to celebrate your comfort when you need it the most. Uh, What I really love is the fitting room quiz. As I was saying before, it's so detailed and it truly helps you find that perfect size and style. I would imagine that most of you are wearing bras that are either too small or too big. It's just a fact. You don't realize how you're doing it wrong until you actually get into a bra that is the right size for you. The quiz is super fun. It's easy. It's interactive and it focuses on the size, your breast shape, your current fit issues, your personal style to deliver bras and underwear. They're perfect for you. It's really so smart. And um, 
it just really makes a big difference. Throughout the whole thing, Fit Stylist, they're available for you for a one-on-one chat and they will literally answer any of your questions. It's better than a traditional bra fitting experience because this one you can actually do from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And ultimately, I don't want to be trying on bras in a store. I just don't. If I can do it all at home and then receive the product and then it actually fits me, that is the dream. They have more than 80 different sizes. Every third love bra is made with a signature memory foam cup, no slip straps, and a scratch-free band. They also have sizes AA all the way to size I, including half cups and bands that can be size 30 to size 48. They're very inclusive. They also stand behind their products. If you don't love it, you can exchange it and return it for free. Uh, They make it really easy for you. Uh, They also are good people. They donate all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and all over the United States. So, you know, support them just for that reason alone. Um, They've also so far donated over $40 million in bras. So, Third Love knows that you deserve to feel comfortable and confident 24-7. Right now, they are offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Please go to thirdlove.com slash foster to find your perfect fitting bra and also get 20% off your first purchase, okay? That is thirdlove.com slash foster for 20% off today. Okay, um, what is your relationship with your stepmom like and how do you navigate different stepmoms? We've had so many. Look, the I we've had so many and you know, it's a real trigger for me stepmoms just because we have had we have had uh different relationships with different women over many years. You know, when you have a stepmom at 5 years old, it's very different than having a stepmom at 35 years old. Yeah. I get really I have such respect for stepmoms who it's interesting like I have friends who are step parents who are like shitty step parents and it affects my relationship with them. And not shitty in the sense that they're like, you know, throwing things at them, but where it's just a very clear divide. It's a very clear like we have our family me and him and our children. And then he has children from a previous relationship. Yeah, it's we're like, very triggered by like stepmoms prioritizing their kids over us. It's very like, no, no, no. Th- like, I hate when people treat the previous children as if they're any different than their children. Mm-hmm. Like, if you love this man, you will love that he has more children than the ones that you guys have created together. And you are a new person in this family. But by the way, it is hard to be, a, I don't think either one of us would be great stepmoms because of our own issues. I of just being don't know. Because it is, or we'd be really good stepmoms because we're so sensitive. And to be clear, we are not talking about Catherine. Is is new. Catherine and our dad got married a couple years ago. We're not talking. We're about talking her. about people with little kids. We're talking about people with little kids. And you know, like on Father's Day, I got really upset. I know you had that I aggressive was so- post. Yes, you thought it was aggressive. Other people appreciated it. But I was, listen, I have to have that thing where I'm like, oh God, should I post this? Will it make people mad? Sometimes it's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if people are mad. I feel really passionate about this and I'm going to say it. And if people unfollow me or people tell me I'm an asshole, I'm willing to live with that. I don't care. I really needed to say it. I was seeing too many women, friends that I like, that I respect, that I think are really good people posting on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my love. Um with photos of him and their new baby. I'm like, yo, instead of their his original children. I'm like, yo, your your this your husband has three other children yeah. from his first wife who he was with for 
20 years and they're teenagers and they're great kids and they made this guy a father, not your newborn baby. Like it was so, it's just, it's a really complicated dynamic. But it's not that complicated. No, but I mean, I think that people are, you know, always going to be biased about their own children. It is going to be hard. I mean, listen, I watch it with like, you about your kids, you know, your kid could bite some other kid and you're like, well, that's what kids do. But then if somebody other kid bites your kid, they're like, uh, that child is fucking crazy and it's biting my child. Like most moms are like that. Most moms are like my kid above everything else. So I do think it's hard. By the way, I'm not disagreeing with you. I was there too when we had stepmoms when we were little kids and it was fucking horrible. Uh, to be clear, we did not have a great relationship with our stepmom when we were little. When we were little, meaning like three, four, five you know, to the age of 20. And it was really hard. And we had definitely had a stepmom who prioritized her children far above us, like to the point where we weren't even allowed to eat food in the fridge because it was like labeled for her kids instead of us. It was fucking terrible. It was a horrible way to grow up. And it was painful. And it made us really sensitive to this dynamic. And it did send us on a difficult path but to look, forming good relationships with also, stepmoms. So we also have to acknowledge here, we are doing a lot of blaming on the women, right? Like, I'm talking about the women who posted these things on Father's Day. Like, where, what's the dad's narrative? Is the dad saying, hey, can you can you delete that and post of all my children? My children are teenagers. Like, they follow you. Like, that'll make them feel like shit. Like, it's not just the way. You need to also have a man. And, of course, we're talking about, like, a standard male-female relationship. Of course, like, people deal with this in same-sex marriages. Whatever it is, it's just we're just speaking man-woman because that was our experience. But, you know— the man also needs to be like, hey, bitch, don't treat my kids like that. Like, we can't just blame the step the step parent no, in this situation. like I said earlier, it is hard to be a stepmom. But by the way, to answer the original question, none of this we're talking about is about Catherine because Catherine is, no, we're, we're talking, adults now. No, of course, but we're also just talking, I have friends now who are step parents and I have friends who deal with step parents and I watch it and I'm so triggered by it because it takes me back to feeling like that little kid that felt like I'm not part of that family. Mm-hmm. And to be a kid and not feel like you're part of your family, and we didn't have to deal with so I can't imagine having to deal with social media as oh a kid. But if you're a kid and you do happen to follow your stepdad or your stepmom and you look on Instagram and there's this tribute to your parent and you're not included yeah, in that's that, fucked up. and you're the person that made your dad a dad in the first place, it's that's fucked up. Fucked up. And some of some of the women wrote me and they're like, you don't get it. The mom is not okay with me posting the kid. Ah. And I said, okay, fair enough. I said, but I really highly doubt the mom would be upset with you posting a happy Father's Day tribute and including all the children. Maybe the mom is like, hey, maybe don't like just post pictures randomly of like you and my kid as you're like, you're pretending to be the mom. I think that that's a different yeah. situation. So of course, every situation is different. But I do think we really need to have... Because there are people, there are really great step parents and there are really shitty step parents. But I do think we should, since we have such a, um, we have such a front seat into, into. Well, we know very well what it was like to be little kids with step brothers that were. By the way, we really love, like I love Brandon and Brody. I just saw Brandon recently. I get so happy when I see him. It's not the kid's fault. I wonder if we should do a whole episode, like truly on being a step kid and step-parents and all those things because I think Mm -hmm. it really is a fascinating dynamic and I think it's a complicated dynamic, but I think it's something that truly can shape who you are as a kid. And I think you can either be that person that helps guide your stepchild into a really positive way forward or a really negative way forward. And I just think it's not talked about enough. 
Yeah, I agree. Also, it's very interesting. Um, I was watching The Bachelorette um, on Monday. And cool. it's, well, it's just you're basically watching a series of people on first dates, you know, or like dates with you someone. So you I've just watch. I've never seen one episode. I know. But you're, but it's just a, an interesting, you know, social mm-hmm. experiment. Mm-hmm. And you see all these different dates happening where the guys are introducing themselves and talking about their childhood. And so many of them were like talking about how hard their childhood was because their parents were divorced. And you know, you always go like, oh, everyone's parents are divorced. Like that's not that bad of a story. The truth is a lot of people's parents are divorced, but it's also really traumatic for kids when your parents are divorced. It's so common and it's also really traumatic. And I don't know what the fix is for that, but it's like a common problem that really fucks us up. And I'm sure like, there are people that are like, I just don't know how to do it. I don't want to overstep. There's a fine line, right? Because as a step parent, you don't want to overstep. You're like, oh God, they'll hate me if I try to take over. Try too hard. I'm not trying to be their mom. But it's like, speaking as a kid, like I would have loved if Linda was wanted to maybe be more like our mom. It was an opposite situation. We were like desperate for her to be motherly towards us. Like, but I think where she's probably or coming just from- just to care at all. Right. I think where she's probably coming from, like who knows where she's coming from in that moment. This was like 30 fucking years ago. But like, I think sometimes it's okay to kind of be like the mom. You'll never take the mom's place. I think but- it's always- okay to be nurturing yeah. and to be thoughtful and caring. And just and be kindly keep- about your real mother. And that's a that's big, huge. big one. Even if you hate her, if you're a step parent or you're about to become a stepmother, even if you think the ex-wife is a monster, she's horrible, don't you ever say a bad word about her to the kid mm-hmm. or in the earshot of the kid. Or how that about is, if you had an affair with the kid's dad, then maybe you, you know, try to work on that relationship and go to therapy with the kids and try to yeah. make sure that they feel good about yeah, it or understand their own anger or, you know, a discontent with you being with the father. Like, because the truth is, I think an affair can be forgiven. Like, I forgave Linda and dad for having an affair. Like, affairs happen. Shit happens. People fall yeah, out of love. Yeah, that's like the least of it. That Things happen, you know, it's not ideal, but shit happens. People fall out of love. People fall in love with someone else. It's not ideal, but it happens. It's all just sort of how you deal with the aftermath yeah, of that. And there it. really is a way to do it, I think, where all can be good. So anyways, we should just maybe do a whole episode about this. Let's see if people... If this conversation resonated with them and DM Well, I don't Aaron. know if there's that many people who have as many step families as we've had. No, but, but you know I what? think people are interested we're, even if they're have, very well versed in Even it. if they have um, But one. I will say that for me personally, it's so much less complicated having a stepmom that is our age because it doesn't feel like a traditional stepmom relationship. Obviously, we're now, you know, in our mid 30s to late but 30s it's, and it's a different thing where like you don't need the same thing from a stepmom it's to me it's a lot easier having Catherine be two years younger than me where people think that it must be so much harder I think it's actually easier to just have someone that's like your it feels like more like a friend than a stepmom because all those traditional sort of difficulties aren't there yeah and like our new brother is 36 years younger than us like there's not there's nothing competitive about that for me at least yeah I mean look I think the goal is just that our dad is happy and that you know he's 71 now that he lives a long life and you just want him to be with somebody who is going to make his life as long as possible for sure like and also she makes she makes an effort like she wants to be close to us she wants a relationship with us and that's all you can ask for I think most importantly she knows how important it is for our dad to be close to his daughters and his grandchildren like she knows that that is at the utmost importance and I think that that's that's huge yeah that's the best case scenario 
That's that's always the best case scenario because like the truth is like, and I was talking to dad about this recently, all of his friends, their lives are still their adult children and grandchildren. Like that's 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 what that chapter of life is about. And he could be with someone younger who's like, come on, let's go to Ibiza, you know? And But like, that's not who dad is. Like dad is, the point is, I think she nurtures that. Yeah. For, and that's what's most important. For sure. Um, but we should have Catherine on. We should have Catherine on. Noom. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but I honestly encourage you to stop everything you're doing while I'm telling you about it and download it. It is so it's like one of those apps where I'm like, why didn't I come up with this? You always know, like when you have that idea, oh, it's just such a good idea. I have friends who are on this app who I see and I go, what are you doing? How do you look like this? And literally three of my friends have said, oh, I'm on Noom. If you want to get healthy and stay healthy, you just, you need to know more about how to make decisions. And that is what Noom does. It gives you the knowledge, the tools, and the confidence to make strategic choices that really turn into long-term habits. And those long-term habits turn into a healthier, happier you. This is science-backed, okay? This app, it is based in science and built by psychologists. It does not give you rules, but instead it teaches you how to think so that you can accomplish your personal health goals, stick with them long-term, and honestly get healthy for good. It's like you, it, this app like retrains your relationship with food. Just like taking the control back and not feeling so um, like food is the enemy or food is in charge and I'm out of control and I don't have a choice. It's, they have really, really good coaching. So you have a personalized coach that helps you understand yourself and your goals. Um, Noom's cognitive behavioral approach means that you're not just improving your health, but you're also gaining the knowledge and habits that you need to stay healthy. Uh, over 80% of Noomers, that's what you call yourself once you get on there, finish the program, which is a very high rate. And over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year, which is a lot more than I can say uh, on my own. So there is a science to getting healthier. It is called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. N-O-O-M dot com slash foster. And you have to uh, do that so that you can learn how to get healthy with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash foster. Are you ready to learn how to live healthier? I think you are. Because if you're listening to our podcast, then you care about health, okay? Sign up for Noom today at Noom.com slash foster. The reality is that we have so many stressors in life. It's hard to maintain like effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive. We have busy schedules. We're sleeping bad. We're burning the candle at both ends. We are, we have the stresses of the environment. We're simply just not even eating enough of the right foods that can fully leave us deficient in the key nutrients that we need. Like it's just a fact. It's hard. I'll sometimes go an entire, you know, I'll get to like one o'clock in the afternoon and all I've had is like a bagel and butter. That is not good. I am not at my best with a bagel and butter, okay? I'm just not, and neither are you. So Athletic Greens, this is why I love them. It is a life-changing nutritional habit. It just is. It is a daily, all-in-one, superfood powder that 
is literally, it has everything in it. It is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your daily routine. They simplify the logistics of getting optimal nutrition on a daily basis by giving you one thing with all the best things. There are 75 vitamins, that's a lot, uh, in one scoop. Uh, Minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multi-mineral, probiotic, those are very important, greens, superfood blend, and so many more things. That they all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. They increase your energy and your focus. They aid with digestion and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take a bunch of pills. And you know, when you're taking supplements, there's like 50 of them and it's just exhausting. And then you quit. This is much easier and it tastes good. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, or you need more nutrients in your diet, Covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy and your immunity and your gut health each day very simple. Right now, Athletic Greens has got you for year-round immune support by offering our audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit our link today. Okay, that is a free one-year supply of vitamin D, Sarah's biggest obsession, and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit the link today. So it's very easy. You just visit athleticgreens.com slash foster and you join health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters, that's that's you we're talking about, around the world, who make a daily commitment to their health every day. That is you. That has to be you. And if it's not you, if you buy this, then it'll become you. So again, Visit athleticgreens.com slash foster and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Also, buy the powder, okay? The powder is very, very important. It should be the first thing that you consume in the day. Okay, let's see. How do you support your sisters going through fertility stuff? Hmm, That's an interesting question. (sighs) You know, I think that I don't know. It's not like I've had a conversation with myself. Like, how do I support Erin? It's like, just very simple. It's like, it's be, you know, she's going through different channels for, to have a baby mm-hmm. and it is what it is. And it's exciting. Cause like, it's all going really well. And I'm just, I, the shots freak me out. It's like crazy mm-hmm. to me to watch you give yourself those shots. And I, it, I really, really took for granted that I just got pregnant and mm-hmm. I watch Aaron going through this and I'm like, oh my God, this kid or twins or whatever it is better not be a huge asshole. Cause like it just, it better will be, be I want it like better a, be like, like a supermodel Mensa, Supreme Court justice. Mensa or something. This thing, like this, this yeah. child or twins, they better be, they better because, be worth it. They better be worth it. Cause you've gone through so much and listen, it's, I, I, it's, it's hard for, not hard for me, but of course, like I'm so excited for that chapter of Aaron. It's uncomfortable for other people that are close to you when you're going through it, because the truth is you really don't. There's nothing to say. There's not a right thing to say, but there are a lot of wrong things to say. Like what are, like what would, have I ever said the wrong thing? No, I don't think so. I mean, I've said this before. The wrong thing to say is just don't think about it. I want to kill people who say that. It's just very frustrating. Well, that's just, how can you say don't think about, that's impossible. It's impossible. And it's also just, you know, I think that anything that someone says that makes you feel like you're doing something wrong 
is really the wrong thing to say. Just don't think about it. Just don't try so hard. Just go on vacation. Like, I think that the answer is never to, to tell that person, oh, there's something else you should be doing. Does it upset you when people say, because I feel like people always say, they're like, you know what's going to happen. The second you stop like trying, it's just going to happen. Like that happened to my friend. Does that annoy you? Yeah, I think it's just frustrating when people focus on one friend's story yeah. and they're always like, I, you know, I'll tell you what worked for my friend. And then I'm like, well, that friend doesn't have the same situation as me and the things you're describing are not my issues. So that doesn't apply to Does me. Does that fall in the same bucket as when someone loses a best friend or, you know, uh, so, whatever. And they're like, you know, when my grandma died. Yeah, I think like, that's just like comparing yeah. trauma or comparing like, I know how you feel because of this. Mm -hmm. I also really don't like, and this might not be fair of me, but I really don't like when someone's like, you know what? We had a really hard time with our second one oh, getting pregnant. Yeah. And I'm no, like, no, no, bitch, no. if you've you had one. a child, please don't compare your experience to mine. Because... <sighs> I understand wanting a sibling for your child and that is important and special and all that. Not always. I think a one child situation, no, I'm saying if you every want that. solo child I know is like an amazing person. I'm saying if you want that, then that is important. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But once you have seen a human being formed out of you and your husband or wife's DNA, once you've mm -hmm. procreated and accomplished that, you don't get to compare your, your experience to mine. Because being on this earth with a person that you love, that you're married to, that you want to like procreate with and, and having a hard time and feeling like you're not going to be able to ever see your child, you cannot compare that to like your second or third having no. a hard time. It's just like that offends me because it's like you're already so far ahead. Yeah. This is all gravy for you at this point. Oh, yeah. And I don't like that comparison. No, I agree with that. What about, like, I know I've said to you, because I really believe this. If, like, I was with somebody who was desperate for a child, but I'm like, oh, my eggs are, like, not good anymore. Like, I can't have a child. Like, but why don't we just have, like, your sperm? I'll get, like, some gorgeous Swedish egg, and I'll carry it. I'd be like, that's dope. Like, it's a win-win. Like, you carry it, so it's, like, part of you. You're saying for me to use an egg donor. I'm just saying, for me, I know I've said to you, like, that feels like an amazing Op situation like has that upset you if I've said that it's not that it upsets me it's that I just don't if understand you have your own children you don't get to decide what would be a great situation for me because even though you, I have to say I think both my children don't have my DNA so okay it, but you have your own children you give birth to them I was there both times so yeah. you have your own children so you don't get to say yeah the same way that I don't get to say to my friends who aren't married just have a kid by yourself. That yeah. seems totally great. Well, it's you like, do say that to people. No, I don't. I say, if somebody wants to do that, then I support it. And I say, I think in the end, you're going to be happy however you become a mom, but it's going to be really hard. Yeah. But I can't say that to somebody confidently since I have a husband and I yeah. don't know what it's like to have to do that by themselves. So if you have children, you can't say to me that I should use an egg donor and be fine with it because you didn't do that. You get to have your own kids. Yeah. So it's not like it upsets me. It's just like, but I always think like, I always think, and maybe this is just total narcissism, like to be able to like go through a book and be like, oh my God, those are exactly the the eyes and the ears and the vibe. No, because what like you want is you want to be able to look at your child and go, oh my gosh, she's just like Simon right now. Oh my God, she's just like me. Or oh my God, she's just like mom right now. Or she reminds me of Sarah. She reminds me of Valentina. See, I don't ever do that with my kids, just so you know. I don't ever look at my kids and go, this is so Tommy. This is so me. Oh, when she just did that thing. That's not true. You've sent a photo of Valentina and been like, how crazy how much she looks like Tommy. Yeah, but like, just because it's like weird. She's a girl and he's yeah, a Yeah, but you're not acknowledging that there's something really like beautiful and special about seeing each other in your child. Yeah. You're minimizing my experience. No, I'm not. It's just complicated because then there are listeners who have had children with none of their DNA and this might be offensive to them. 
I don't think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you, you have your own biological children, you can't decide what should be acceptable for somebody else who can't. Oh, well, I can't be, I can't decide what's acceptable for anybody, of course. I mean, but you're just like, oh, I think that should be, that would be great to just like pick out like a Swedish, beautiful, whatever. And, and then, yeah, that is, but it's always going to be a second best option to the first best option was just to have your own children. Right. Of course, the first best option is it happens naturally. It's, it all, it's, you know, of course, but I have friends who are older who never had kids. Their eggs are no longer good. Their husbands want a kid. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding? Go get that egg, put it with his sperm, carry it, and you'll be so happy. Listen, I think that it's okay to support that. I don't think it's okay to suggest it. Right. I think that I have you have to let times. somebody else decide what they are of wanting course. to do or or if they ask you for your opinion, then you should give it to them. But always remember that like, if you've never been in that situation, which is, I started this off by saying it is hard for someone of who's not course. been in this situation to know the right thing to yeah. say. Yeah. I just wouldn't put on somebody else that you think it's acceptable to go go down yeah. this road if you've never been down that road. Okay, fair enough. That's right, because I have like thoughts on adoption, but I've never adopted. But I'm like, adoption seems like- And by the way, I look at someone who's most... adopted a kid and I go, what an amazing life and what an amazing oh gift God. and blah, 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 And it seems so great, but like- I'm not going to decide that for someone else since I've never been in that position. Yeah. So did I answer that question? Uh, Anyways, the point is, I think I've been very supportive. You have been very supportive. And like... You're very supportive of it. Yeah. And I don't think you say the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. More relationship Sister advice? jealousy. Okay. I, we talked about this a little bit with Jordan on our yeah, episode. I think we talked about it. Coming up, which hasn't aired yet. But can we do more relationship advice, how to be chill and cool and enjoy the ride when it's good versus panic? I mean, want boring, but we can. Anyways, sister jealousy. I am not jealous of Aaron. Aaron is not jealous of me. I want Aaron to be the prettiest person in the room. I want her to be the most successful. I have a lot of issues with her, but that bucket is not one of them and it's the same for her. Yeah, I don't think we've ever... No, I was competitive with you when I was a teenager. I didn't feel that. Well, you didn't pay attention to me. No, but you would never be like, like I fully watch sisters who are like seething because the other sister like looks really hot in something. I feel yeah, like- Yeah, I if, probably seethed when I was a teenager when you looked really hot. Just because uh, I, I went through such an awkward time. I know, but like when I'm like trying on dresses, you're like, oh my God, you have to wear that one. You're not trying to like sabotage. No, I, I mean, also it's different today. Um, when I was a teenager, it's hard when you're like 15 and just feel awkward in your body and, you know, your sister just doesn't go through an awkward stage. Uh, it's hard to feel, you know, supportive of you looking your full best. But I did have an awkward stage and I was around oh, 23. I can't, I can't talk to you about your fake awkward stage. Sarah's like the girl in the movie, like puts glasses on. is like, look how dorky I am. And then like takes the glasses off and she's like, oh, I blossomed. It's like, bitch, you looked good before. You look good after. Sarah like literally gained one pound. And it's like, look at this picture. I look so chubby. It's just no one wants to hear it. It's you're again, not a sympathetic character. So I'd keep your trap shut on this one. However, as I'd an also adult, like to say you're not allowed to comment on my journey and what I feel inside. Oh, body shaming <laughs> for being perfect, having a perfect body. Uh, right. But as an adult, no, I always want Sarah to look good. I always want her to look her best. Um, and I, if you wear something embarrassing or unflattering, I don't want you to leave the house in it. I'd rather you look cool and pretty. Okay, wait, this is a good one. My sister and I can only handle each other in small doses. Does this happen to you guys? Uh, Here's the yes. no. Oh. Hold on. Oh. Here's the truth. The truth is, like, yesterday we got into a fight and Aaron was like, I just can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. This is toxic. I can't do this anymore. And I, like, spiraled inside. I was like, 
wait, I would like miss her. Like, it's so weird. Like, what would I do on Sunday? I was Sunday? literally like, I don't think I want to be friends anymore. Yeah, she like, was literally like, we'll continue because we're in 47 <laughs> businesses together. Like, we will continue, but like, we're done. And I was literally sitting there going, fuck <laughs> you. Like, I wanted to, I had visions of pummeling you. Like, I'm very strong. <laughs> I had visions of pummeling you, but at the same time, I was like, wait, I like don't have that many friends. Like, what will I do on a Sunday? Does that mean I'm not invited around anymore? Does that mean you won't like take care of the kids on the weekends? Like, what does this mean for us? Simon and I are going to cut you out. Well, Simon would never cut me out. Yeah, that's true. But it was definitely like, so yes, I, Sarah and I have a dose. hard time being around each other sometimes, but, but then it, we also have a hard time not being around each right. other. Right. It's like, imagine going just like, oh, like a week, we're not speaking and it's like a week and well, like- Look how upset you got when I didn't call you from the Hamptons. Well, that was just weird. Yeah, you thought that was really weird. That was just weird. But Sarah, we've talked about this before that Sarah and I can get into like a crazy fight or be together every day and like be like, I can't stand you. I can't stand you. And then we'll go to the same dinner party. And if we're not seated next to each other, we like spiral and we yeah. move the seats to sit next to each other. Because I think at the core, at the core of all of our issues, because there are a lot of issues, but at the core of our, of our, of, of us and with Jordan too, like we genuinely have love for each other and genuinely want the best for for each other. Yeah. In all aspects. That's true. In all aspects. There's also just so when that, you start with that, that's a, that, when you have that foundation, it's a lot easier to deal with all the other shit. I also think we just have that like love-hate relationship where we want to be around each other even if it's torturing us. We just are like drawn like magnets back to each other all the yeah. time. Even yeah. But, and by annoyed. the way, we're fucking hard on each other. And listen, I think we could have conversations about not being so hard on each other. I just don't know how that works. I don't know either. Like, I don't know. Well, the, especially now that we learn that you only like relationships where there's fighting. No, that is not what I said. Oh. Rewind the tape. Okay. I don't say I like, let's just see, this is just a prime example. Like you lie. <laughs> like, and thank God we actually have it on record that that is not what I said. Oh, well, I'd love to pull people on what they gathered from what you said. Cause what you said is that a relationship or a friendship without fighting feels surface and weird and like not deep and that you aren't like layered. All right, whatever. So you prefer fighting. Um, ooh, advice for dealing with sister-in-law fighting. Whoa. Like this is, this is, you have this seven, is, you have seven minutes till me and Barbara start. No, this is interesting because like, you know, it's, I think the sister-in-law dynamic is really tough. I think because you're dealing, at least for me, Tommy has two sisters and they were there before me. Like they were, they grew up with him. Mm -hmm. Like they were in their late twenties when I came into the picture, uh, late 20. Yeah. No. Yeah. Late twenties when I came into the picture. So, and they're very territorial of Tommy. Tommy was like the only boy. Mm -hmm. They were the girls. Tommy started taking care of the family pretty early on. So he became kind of like the matriarch of the family. Patriarch. At, patriarch. And I sort of came in. And I think that for them, I think they liked me, but I think they were like, who is this whoa, bitch? like, who is this? And I think I was like, yo, I'm like the girlfriend, gonna be the wife. Like, you're the sisters. Like, you've got your own life. Like, yeah, get I out of my life. Complicated. It's really complicated. They love, so, but they're, they're good women, but it was definitely their strong characters. There's a lot of and I'm like, a strong character. There can be competitiveness, not competitiveness, but like territorial relationships where Simon and I had that too. Sim the girl that was the closest in his life before me was his sister-in-law, his brother's wife. And we're dealing with different things because Tommy's sisters are different than your husband's brother's wife. Husband's I think those are different wife. dynamics. Yeah, so they're this both is about sister-in-laws. Sister -in so I guess they're oh, different. Oh, I guess they're both sister-in-laws. So they're just... 
because Tommy's sisters are your sister-in-law. But, but Masha is not Simon's sister. Masha yeah, is Simon's brother's but wife. But she's my sister-in-law. No, I know. I'm just saying there's different yeah, types yeah, yeah. of sister-in-law. No, it is different. But I do think to your point that before I met Simon, the girl he would call for girl advice, the girl he would call while he's in, driving in the car and, you know, needs someone to talk to. Right, was his brother's wife. Is his brother's wife. Yeah. That's who he would call. And that's yeah. who would be his date to things yeah. if he needed someone. And so yeah. they had that relationship. And then obviously when Simon and I get together, he then pivots all that energy to me. And I think that that's yeah. hard. The same way that before I met Simon, I would call dad all the time as the guy in my life or Nico yeah. all the time as the guy in my life or even some of my friends. And when we got together, I do, I, we did both notice that it was hard for other people, like all those people in our lives, that they were no longer the guy or girl in our lives and our priority because yeah. we were with each other. And that was a hard dynamic to like adjust for everybody. But I think the most important relationship is the one you and Simon have in the family you create and the one me and Tommy have in the family we create. And just... The others just sort of take a back seat. That's just sort it's of true. You really have to prioritize each you other. You have to over prioritize everything. the 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 unit, the 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 unit, which is me and Tommy and I are our kids, and you and Simon and your kids. And that is just relationships change as you get older. It doesn't mean that Tommy shouldn't be as close with his sisters or that Simon shouldn't be as close with Masha, but but the relationships just change, and that is normal. And if Tommy were to ever take his sisters side in a fight with me, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. It's a, I think, I mean, in a perfect world, and they by don't the way, have to he be has, and it's been dark in a perfect world. They don't have to be in conflict of each other. But like I've said before, my relationship with dad was different before I got together with Simon because dad and I were like best friends and we were each other's date to everything. And once but I dad's had, that's not your sister-in-law. No, Why I are you know. Talking about dad? Because I'm saying that like, similar to what we're talking about, the person that you rely on and lean on the most before you're in a relationship, then you pivot that energy to somebody else. It changes your relationship. Other relationships change short of a parent-child relationship. Like obviously, you know- But dad and I had a different kind of relationship because we were like friends and he was like- But a father-daughter, father-son, mother-son, mother-daughter, that relationship is impenetrable. That Those relationships yeah, are untouchable. Of course, I'm not saying it's- I'm just, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm just telling you that it changed our relationship because we used to be each other's date to everything. And that's kind of what our relationship was like based on was a friendship where we were each other's person for everything. And then when you have, you find your actual person, it just shifts the dynamics around you. Yeah. Everyone has to re readjust their new roles. Yeah. All right. Well, Barbara and I start in three minutes. What should she and I talk about? I don't well, even know what to People want to know about. You're just ignoring my timeline about because I start therapy on time I mean is Barbara the third person in this relationship no but like I if mean, I'm I one minute late her... she'll text me and say hello okay all right um okay well <sighs> listen that's... this is gonna be our shortest episode go. but I think it's okay some people don't want to listen to us for an hour and a half this some people be like... and then it's good if they say oh I wanted more and the truth is we have a bunch of other questions we couldn't get to because Aaron God forbid is late you know for therapy or um Aaron wants to be on time for something that she pays for Right, or that. So we should potentially just do a follow-up because there's a lot of other really amazing questions in here. Let me know what your schedule is and we can we can get another episode on the books. I'll send you a veils. Send My me. assistant will send your assistant a veils. Perfect. And since it's the same person, <laughs> she'll just tell herself our avails. <laughs> okay, that sounds wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Great well, to see you. So great to see you. So great seeing you. Um, Have we, fun riding. Thank you. Thank you very much. Live your best life. You live your best life. And just, I want you to be really be honest with Barbara today. <laughs> <laughs> About what? I want you to just really be honest with her. What do you want to tell her? Just, just be real with her today. Cause I think you need it. Okay. Okay.
<laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced Just by... Be, can you, do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great.